Today's episode of Necronomapod is brought to you by Beardology. There are a lot of imitators out there, but there's only one place I buy my beard oil. Beardology beard oil nourishes your skin and won't leave you with that greasy feel. With over 17 cents available in their extensive product line, I trust my beard to Beardology. You can find Beardology at beardology.co. Use code NECRO15 to receive 15% off your purchase. Beardology, discover the best way to avoid the shave. Today we talk about the legend of the Jersey Devil. Is it a demon? Is it a kangaroo? Does it even really exist? And what the fuck does Ben Franklin have to do with this? I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you thought giving birth to your rugrat was tough, stick around. You got nothing on the Polish mom who had to squeeze a red skin, hair-covered devil baby out of her twat. This is Necronomapod. Gillespie is a folklorist, and he's quick to explain that the Jersey Devil isn't a once-upon-a-time kind of tale. It's a legend. Folk tale implies that it's fiction. Do you think it's true? I try to keep an open mind. There was a rash of sightings in 1909, and in the oral tradition of folklore, Gillespie's been given first-hand accounts by people who say they've seen the monster or know someone who has. But he says as a folklorist, it's his job to remain agnostic. When I see reports of sightings, my initial uh, gut reaction would be skeptical. It's just Photoshop, how reliable is the witness. The latest sighting was just two weeks ago. So anybody tuning in today that's looking for conversation on Scott Stevens, Taylor Hall, Martin Brodeur, or any of the New Jersey Devils Stanley Cup championship wins, you're going to be very disappointed with today's episode. Uh, we're talking about the folklore of the Jersey Devil. Um, Ian, what do you got? Moving on from Jonestown this week. Oh, that's say it ain't so. <laughs> I feel like that was a four-month excursion we went on the past few weeks here. Very popular episodes, yeah. though. We got great feedback. Mad props, Mr. Muggs. People Mad props, love him. rest in peace. Here's to you, Mr. Muggs. So the Jersey Devil is technically, it's a chimera. Made, so what does that mean? So it's like, it's made up of different animals. Okay. Like it's a like a mythical or, or magical type creature. Like a cryptid would be um, like Bigfoot or Chupacabra because there's presumed proof of them. You know, there's sighting. Yeah, there's Bigfoot. Well, there's Bigfoot prints. There's okay. video of a okay. Bigfoot. You know, that's debated. There's, so chimera is more mythical in nature, right? Like a like a griffin. Like okay. a lion with eagle wings, okay. stuff like that. Because the Jersey Devils, it's often described as like a kangaroo type creature with a goat or horse like head, large wings that resemble a bat's wings, horns on the top of its head, small front arms with clawed uh, hands, and like skinny giraffe like legs that have like horse hooves on them, and a long forked tail. <laughs> That's a, lot, that's a lot of things in one creature. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a, Are there any kangaroos native to North America? Not None that I was aware of. No. 
But yeah, and it's it's claimed to be able to move uh, very quickly, and it, and it lets out a high pitched scream. Hmm. Didn't the Mothman also let out a high pitched scream? I believe so. I think he did. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting it's, correlation, Mike. Yeah. It's our lowest rated episode. That's why Mothman they, too. That's why they pay me no the big like bucks that. to be here to make those correlations. <laughs> yeah. So if they didn't like Mothman too, we might be in big trouble here with this one. Maybe we should talk about hockey a little bit. <laughs> are the Jersey Devils in the uh, in the playoffs? The New Jersey Devils. Oh, New Jersey Devils. I apologize. Uh, are not in the playoffs this year. One of the best Seinfelds when uh, the Devils, the Devils. <laughs> He's looking at like the car full of priests. Isn't that when they paint their chest too? <laughs> his face, his chest, and the priest thinks he sees the devil and goes to see <laughs> Elaine what, at, at the monastery. She goes to see the priest. <laughs> Fantastic. Like, Are you painting your face? Yeah, gotta support the team. <laughs> so, according to folklore, the creature originated in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey with a woman named Jane Leeds, or, and she was also known as Mother Leeds. The legend says that Mother Leeds had 12 children and after finding out she was pregnant with the 13th, she cursed the child because she didn't want to be pregnant again. And the curse said that um, that the child would be the devil. You think she would have cursed like the 6th or the 7th? Nope, it was the 13th. <laughs> Wait till the 13th. Well, is that it's where that, it's that unlucky number thirteen? Let's say is that where that originated? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's uh maybe I don't know. It's is that the reason number. why there is that the reason why there's no thirteenth floor in hotels? Yeah, because of Mother Leeds. Whatever, fuck her. <laughs> okay, <laughs> somebody did because she had you know this was number thirteen. Well, somebody did multiple times. <laughs> Do you want to read the legend? Then I can put some spooky music behind. You can do your... Uh, well, that's a good idea. Yeah. Tell it in a spooky... Like you're telling a spooky tale. <laughs> do you think I have these voices? <laughs> do the Vincent Price voice. <laughs> I don't Start know. over. What is the Vincent Price voice? I don't know. I don't know what to do with this, with my voice. On a stormy night yeah. in 1735. <laughs> well, I can't do that accent. Mother Leeds was in labor. <laughs> On a stormy night in 1735, Mother Leeds was in labor while her friends gathered around her. Initially being born as a normal child, the baby quickly changed into a creature with hooves, a goat head, bat wings, and a forked tail. Giving out its high-pitched scream, the creature killed Mother Leeds for the curse she put on him. Then, the creature killed the midwife for bringing him into the world. While this was going on, Mother Leeds' husband and other children were locked in the room next door. The creature broke down the door and killed the remaining Leeds children. Mother Leeds' husband survived and watched as the creature, covered in blood, flew up the chimney and out into the Pine Barrens woods. Good job. Very nice. Yeah, that was all right. I didn't love it. So did Dad just stand by and watch? Uh, that was my the thought. Jersey like, Devil slaughter yeah. all twelve of his <laughs> yeah. kids. Yeah. You're not going to kill twelve kids that quickly. <laughs> he just watched. He might have intervened a little mm-hmm. bit. What a chicken shit. I don't know. It's a pretty wild tale, though. A baby in minutes just transforming into this big ass creature. The mom and the midwife. <laughs> It would make a great movie. Yeah. You know who could do that? The guy that directed Hereditary. Yeah. It would be great. If you want to watch a movie that doesn't make much sense, <laughs> that doesn't follow much of a plot line, or doesn't you don't... pick up major things in the story, like a freaking kid killing his sister by having her head cut off, and then there's no follow-up to it. Other than that, it's a great movie, sure. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the movie's been out for like eight years.
or eight months, whatever. It was last year. It was the guy's it was, first it was, movie. It was, it was a phenomenal. good movie. It was a good movie. I did not hate it. One of the best horror films in the past decade, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. It's not a lot of competition, in all fairness. Oh, I don't know about that, but... Well, maybe I, the foreign I films are it. good. The foreign ones are really good. It's not a lot. What are some of the best American horror films of the last decade, then? You said Hereditary. What else is... Because American horror films... I said for, American foreign films. American <laughs> horror films. What are some of the best of the last decade? Because there's not a ton. Last decade. Would you put Paranormal Activity in there, the first one? I liked that. The first one. Yeah, it was good. You wouldn't put it in the back. It's older than a decade at this point. I is think, it? Though. I think so. Well, Cabin okay. in the Woods, is that over? That's terrible. That was so bad. Is that so the one with Thor? Yes. So great. Uh, one of the most great. original screenplays. Original doesn't mean it's seen. good, though. Phenomenal. I, I, I think I liked it, if I remember correctly. But you don't know for sure, so we're going to put you down <laughs> as in you don't know. It's fantastic. Happy Death Day. I'm a big fan of that Happy movie. Death Day was really I good. I loved Happy Death Day. I'm drawing a blank on other on other horror films. That's all right. Currently, though. That's all right. I wasn't prepared for that. That was discussion. a long discussion. <laughs> You're going to be real disappointed now because you take the... You know what? We will set aside next week. I'll even make a note and we'll have that follow-up conversation. Okay. Because I know you take that very seriously. I do. And so you can give an actual list. We'll take like your top five of the last decade. Okay. All Sounds right. good. Deal. Coming at you next week. So historians theorize that the story of Mother Leeds isn't based on a single person. That instead it, it comes from a colonial New Jersey religious and political dispute among the community. The disliking of Benjamin Franklin's rival almanac publisher Daniel Leeds resulted in the Leeds family being known known as monsters in the area. Daniel Leeds was also called the Leeds Devil, and that nickname is suspected to be the origin of the legend. Well, I'm sure that's where it came from, right? Yeah. That makes complete sense. So poor Richard's almanac, he's, he didn't want any competition? No. No, we're going to get into that here, Where did, how this all started. So the, Shit got real patty real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Benjamin Franklin was in roast mode on this guy. Uh, in the 17th century, the English Quakers established settlements in southern New Jersey where the Pine Barrens were located. Um, Daniel Lees was ostracized by the Quaker community after he published an almanac that contained astrological symbols and writings in 1687. The Quaker community called his almanacs too pagan and blasphemous, which which resulted in them like boycotting them and, and like publicly destroying all of his almanacs. Oh, Christians were burning books. That never happened before. <laughs> it's unusual. So he got pissed off about it because he he didn't expect that they uh that they would take it that way. He like he thought everyone would be cool with it and love his almanac. So he was super pissed off. So he just went all in and started publishing a bunch of esoteric astrological Christian writings. It became fascinated with occultism, mysticism, cosmology, demonology. Wait, wait, he liked makeup? Cosmo, no, fuck out of here. <laughs> Did he give a good haircut? <laughs> oh, cosmo cosmology, not cosmetology. Okay, I got it. Thanks. <laughs> and then dermatology, you said? Mm-hmm, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but then he eventually, though, he, he, he they just kept, you know, they kept, they, like I said, they ostracized him. So he then started publishing anti Quaker material. <laughs> I bet he did. <laughs> and then that's where they, and then at the, uh, the Quaker Burlington meeting of New Jersey, they deemed him, they officially deemed him as being an evil person. What the hell is that? 
Like a big meeting of all the Quakers? Yeah, it sounded, when I was looking at stuff, it sounded like they had these, um, like these big meetings that they hmm. called, like, the Quaker so-and-so meeting. That I were, believe that's where Quaker Steak was founded. Oh, the wing place? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta say, the Leeds Almanac sounds a lot more fun than the Poor Richard's Almanac. Yeah. Well, you can learn about doing your makeup and your hair and checking for cancerous <laughs> moles. <laughs> Get a chemical peel. <laughs> right. <laughs> One-stop beauty shop. It's your Leeds Almanac, folks. <laughs> so in, 17, in 1716, Daniel Leeds' son, Titan Leeds, inherited his almanac business, which continued to use astrological content and actually be, started to become popular. They, I guess, were becoming more open to that kind of stuff. Mm. Um and then in 1728, Titan began to include the Leeds family crest on the almanacs, which depicted a dragon-like creature with bat wings that stood upright on two clawed feet. Uh, it's all coming together here. Mm, a little bit. Mm. But then around that time, Benjamin Franklin came along with his uh, Poor Richard's almanac and started to compete with Titan Leeds. And Benjamin Franklin was a hard critic of astrology and figured he could use Titan's beliefs against him. And in 1733, Benjamin Franklin, as a joke, used astrology in his almanac to predict Titan Leeds' death. That would occur. God damn. <laughs> that would occur in October 1733. But people would have to buy the next issue of the Poor Richard's Almanac to see if it came true. Ben is hardcore. Yeah. Which almanacs? What were they? Were were they once a year? I believe so. Annually. We're also Annual, talking huh? freaking 1700s here, so I don't know. Were they annually? I thought almanacs were annually. I believe so. Yeah, because it talks about the coming crop season. Right. And, right. Uh, so this guy's fucking booking a year out to yeah. plan his next uh, yeah. almanac the next year. Like, that guy's going to be dead. You better buy my almanac and find yeah. out. And next year we'll hmm. tell you all about it. Stay tuned. Yeah. Dun, well, because that's dun. what astrology, you know, you yeah. could predict things with the stars and whatever. It's a good marketing Just department. making a joke of him. Oh. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure they have, I think they're once a year. Are they seasonal? Like quarterly? Hmm. I don't know. Google pause here? No, we'll let it go. No, Natalie Owens will correct <laughs> Ian on this mistake he made. <laughs> and we appreciate that, Natalie. <laughs> but Jeez, they still sell it, don't they? Can't you buy? I, I think, think it you is still annual. Can. I think you can still buy it. You still can, but are they annually? Are they, ever, are they, I don't know, maybe some of them, we should have grew up farmers. No. Figured it all Thank out. Thank you. Mm-mm. You're up early enough to do it anyways. What does it matter? <laughs> That's the only tough part, getting up early. <laughs> no, Never mind no. that manual labor. No, thank you. So, uh, so when Titan Leeds didn't die, Benjamin Franklin published an obituary for him anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and this this is pissed Titan off. And he publicly responded in his next almanac calling Franklin a fool and a liar. So these guys were just like kind of going back and forth through their almanacs. You know, in their annual other. almanacs. <laughs> Once a year, they're gonna they're gonna really jab at each other. <laughs> this was freaking early social media. Yeah, this was social sure. media back in the day. Well, when I looked it up, Ugh. they were called um they were called pamphlet wars, where these where guys <laughs> would publish these pamphlets back and forth talking shit on each other. As opposed to a Twitter war nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'll get our Necronomapod account involved in a Twitter war with someone. I'm just gonna pick a Twitter war with somebody and go we're gonna throw jabs back and forth, but I'm only gonna respond once a year out of respect to uh, Leeds and Franklin <laughs> here. I'm gonna use astrology to predict their death too. Pick one of our fans and just just call them out. Yeah, it's stuff. our new marketing strategy. Fuck with our fans. Oh, God. <laughs> just go roast mode on somebody. Well, for no you know reason. what? I'm pretty pissed that they didn't want to buy our eight by ten photographs of our 
faces, so fuck them. I'm going to start calling them out. All of them. This would now be the third episode you brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) He's really pissed, huh? Over 600 plus on Instagram and 200 plus on Twitter. He got carpal tunnel, I think, last weekend from sitting home with a Sharpie signing like a thousand pictures. I have so many signed uh, uh, headshots of myself. Nobody wants my picture. And they're just sitting in my goddamn basement. No, that's fine. I'll burn them. Whatever. No, none, none, now you guys aren't getting any of them. Even if you tweet us about it, you're not getting any. I'd rather burn it than make that money. Hashtag bitter. For the record, I did not make any headshots, buy any headshots, or sign any headshots. I would if people wanted them. So you're open to that idea. I'm a, of course I am. I'm like Gene Simmons of Kiss. I will put my name or face on anything if it's going to make money for us. You want a Mike condom? Let's make them. Jesus Christ. You, you want can buy a the Mike, Mike Necronomapod coffin? You can buy it. Yeah. Let's make it. You want my face on a coffin? Let's do it. <laughs> so Benjamin Franklin continued to mock lead. So when he published uh, this obituary for him, he also published in his next almanac that his prediction came true and that Titan did really die. And now he was writing his almanacs as a ghost <laughs> bought, brought back from the grave to haunt and torment Benjamin Franklin. This We're is talking hilarious. about Benjamin Franklin here. <laughs> he was an uber troll. Yeah. Like, phenomenal. Like, hardcore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. And he kept it up for I love e- this. Well, and he kept it up for years referring to Titan Leeds as a ghost. <laughs> Even after he really died in 1738, in the the almanac published the year after Titan actually died, Benjamin Franklin congratulated Leeds' ghost on finally ending the rivalry. (laughs) Michael Scott said it best. You know who ended up being a creep? Ben Franklin. (laughs) He went hard on this guy. Wow. Mocking a guy even in his death. Yeah. That's hardcore. Did this guy bang Ben's wife or something? Do we know? (laughs) Well, he's not Jim Jones going around fucking everybody's wife. There's a lot of animosity there. Yeah. Yeah, Ben Franklin. Really intense there. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, that the... The legend says 1735, and then Leeds actually Titan Leeds actually died in 1738. So those those years kind of line they line up pretty close. Clearly, yeah. So in the 1800s, the Leeds Devil had at that time become a legendary monster or ghost story in the southern New Jersey area. And some people say that it could have been a um, a cautionary tale for people going into the Pine Barrens. But and, and you're saying though that this, and I don't mean to interrupt. I no. apologize for cutting in there. This Leeds Devil, which was kind of provoked by Ben Franklin, right? Correct. Because they were all calling him a devil. He so was and evil. that's kind of what probably helped Ben Franklin putting this in his almanac is what helped make it kind of get widespread fame for this ghost, this devil, right? Whatever it might be. Yeah, because like I said, then you got in 1735 the the legend you read, right? So they kind of line up with Leeds dying and gotcha. But yeah, like I said, then it, it almost started to become like a cautionary tale for people going in, into the Pine Barrens. And from what I was reading, the Pine Barrens was just like it was huge and it was just. Swamp and have you ever and been to the Pine trees. Barrens? No, yeah, that's pretty big. Have you been there? I've driven through there yeah. at the time in the 1800s. I was reading that, um, that people lived that lived in the Pine Barrens were called, uh, uh what was it, barren rats, hmm. and they were like known to be like thieves and shit. So, the, there's a theory that this is just a cautionary tale of going into the Pine Barrens because that makes sense, which, yeah, that some, probably makes the most sense of any yeah. of this. 
So if like, you've never been to New Jersey, I don't know if anyone's watched. I've been to New Jersey. If you ever watched The Sopranos? It's that it's I where Christopher took that Russian guy down. I forget what season. And, oh and, yeah, yeah. And he escaped. They 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 shot him and they it careened off his head and yeah. he ran and went. That was in the Pine Barrens. They were lost for yeah. Or, that's yeah. where that was. Yeah. And we bring it here, hometown Cleveland, Ohio. In 1888, a rumor was published in the Cleveland Plain Dealer, and they published it as truth that would ramp up this belief that a possible devil child could actually be born. The March 22nd, 1888 edition of the Plain Dealer headlined, Satan Incarnate, a demonical monstrosity in a Polish family. And the baby that was born was described as having bright red skin with hair all over its body, horns, claws, and hooves. And the baby was said to have been born able to talk and would use profane language and juggle hot coals. That's the best juggling hot coals. <laughs> so I did some research on this. It sounds like it was an April Fool's joke and the plane dealer used to like to fuck around like that. Oh, really? That's what I read, yeah. But it seems like they were the weekly world news of their day back in the 1880s. <laughs> The old plane dealer, right? I saw that they said that um, that tons of people came trying to get a get a look at this devil child, and then yeah. the plane dealer followed up on it and said in July that the baby had died and it would be on display at one of the local um, dime museums. I used to live over in that Polish neighborhood where this happened. Really? Yeah. But the baby that they put on display was actually like made of paper mache, like a paper mache cast so somebody <laughs> cashed in on this april fool's joke maybe yeah. it sounds like it was an april fool's joke i also saw that it's like a like it wasn't just cleveland that had a story like this i uh, saw chicago also had something okay. like this at one point like this was kind of a urban legend thing that floated around so i found another paragraph on it it said the paper speculated that the baby had been born as a result of the mother having seen a play about the devil and cited a similar case when a man became enraged when his wife became pregnant and beat her about the head with a dead crow causing the baby to be born with a crow's head (laughs) that's how science works right apparently osmosis So it sounds like they never admitted it was an April Fool's joke, and they just went down with the ship and then said, uh, "Yeah, they just ran died." Yeah. yeah, like fuck you guys, this is real. <laughs> Prove us wrong. <laughs> There's a little Polish devil baby out there with red skin and fur yeah. body, <laughs> juggling hot coals and swearing at people. That's the best swearing at people and juggling <laughs> hot coals. Yeah. Hey, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Well, it's just juggling. That's awesome. <laughs> so, short, not long after that, in 1908, a newspaper in Philadelphia ran a story about the legend of the Leeds Devil. And there was a guy named Norman Jeffries that read this story and got an idea. He worked for a dime museum in, in Philadelphia, which the most uh, popular attraction at those things was the freak show. Go figure. So he went to his boss and they decided to make their own Leeds Devil. First, Norman started planning stories in the public about a mysterious creature leaving strange footprints in the woods. And with a good amount of uh, of rumor going around, Norman went up to upstate New York and visited his friend. And all I could find was just Professor Edwards. There wasn't like an actual name for this guy. It just adds to the gimmick of this whole story. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. His character is Professor Edwards. But he rented a kangaroo that Edwards had for, for whatever reason. This guy just had <laughs> a kangaroo. rent my fucking pet kangaroo. <laughs> Who doesn't have a pet kangaroo? So Jeffries painted the kangaroo with green stripes. And 
<laughs> and made wings for it out of rabbit fur and then topped it off with a set of antlers on its head. <laughs> Sounds legit. So Jeffries went over to the Ringling Brothers Circus and hired some clowns to act as like monster hunters. And he loaded them up with torches and pitchforks and made a whole, like this, made this big deal out of it that the mob was going into the woods to capture the creature. So the fake monster hunters went out into the woods and made like this, once they were out of sight, like made this big ruckus and shit, you know, like something was going down in the woods and everybody's standing around like, what the fuck? And then they come back with a cage that had the blank, a blanket over it so no one could see in there. And of course, this kangaroo is probably freaking out inside this cage. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, yeah. I'm a fucking kangaroo. It's a wild story. Yeah. So everybody was like, holy shit, you know, this cage is like shaking around and shit. And I don't know what kind of sound a kangaroo makes, but... I'm sure, I'm sure nothing that 1908 like that. Philadelphia people would ever heard before. Right. What was that? What was that it was sound? like that. It was like... <laughs> It's a kangaroo noise. I've studied kangaroos extensively. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hey, speaking of Philly, did we miss the furnace party? Is it coming up? Oh, shit. Oh, no, it's. I think it was like the 21st or the 24th. So that's this week. weekend. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, this, let, when does this episode come out? Sunday <laughs> the, the 21st. So let us know. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're in Philadelphia, the party is probably happening. Go let us know what's yeah. going on. Absolutely. Sounds good. I want to know. Don't die either yeah. if you go. Don't <laughs> Ashley, die. can you drive to Philly and check that out for us? <laughs> Our Japanese correspondent, you not sent him to Philadelphia. <laughs> So the next day, the newspaper had reported that the creature was caught and it was on display at this dime museum under the name the Jersey Devil. So this is the first time that the the actual name the Jersey Devil was was used because up until this point, it was just the Leeds Devil. Right. When people would come in to see it, it was like a dimly lit room with the cage and you could it was like real low lighting. So you couldn't really see exactly what it was, you know, Um, and to get the kangaroo to, to act for for the show or whatever this guy this jeffrey's guy hired a little kid to sit behind the the cage and stick it with a nail <laughs> to piss oh, it off fucker. was Peter okay with this no probably not and they're still not okay with Jeez. it yes god damn that's horrible yeah but if, from what i was reading the kangaroo was returned to this professor edwards eventually well, sure, it was just a rental. <laughs> Relatively unharmed. You can I borrow guess. my kangaroo. You can't fucking keep him. God damn, it's my fucking kangaroo. Who am I gonna box with? <laughs> but so when when the Jersey Devil disappeared, when the kangaroo had to go back to to Professor Edwards. It caused all kind of people to wonder about like what happened to it and and shit because usually animals that were at these freak shows would either die there yeah. or they were already dead and on display like the famous one of the the monkey the half monkey sewed to the bottom half of a fish shit like that. Have you Are ever you seen trying that? to tell me they sewed Mister Muggs <laughs> to a fucking fish because I'm not going to be which happy one was about that? This. I can't What's remember what it's, I can't remember what it's called yeah. exactly. That's but it's a like, real thing. Mm-hmm. They, they yeah, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but yeah, it was like half monkey and then the bottom half was a fish. It was dead, obviously, but Muggs the mermaid. <laughs> I don't love that one bit. That's not funny at all. It's disrespectful um. toward our, our close personal friend of the show, Mr. Muggs. Mr. Muggs is a friend of the show. He was in the studio with us last week, and I, I you're right. I should not be joking about his demise. <laughs> At this point, you'd like to issue a formal apology to Mr. Muggs. <laughs> I wonder if he would be here to accept right now what he would say. We well, could pull him in and ask him. I'm not well, sure he's Unfortunately, available. he's not here right now. He's going through nasty divorce. He's in court. <laughs> 
<laughs> so with this now with the stories that the Jersey Devil that the stories of the Jersey Devil being out there and now it was gone. So people think it escaped and it's out in the wild. Right. It just feeds into the legend. <laughs> yeah. And so this caused a panic in southern New Jersey <laughs> during the week of uh, January 16th through the 23rd of 1909. Newspapers published hundreds of claimed sightings of the Jersey Devil from all over the state. Published that week was a story that the creature attacked a trolley car in Haddon Heights and a social club in Camden. Supposedly police in Camden and Bristol, PA, shot at the creature, but it got away. <laughs> what do you think they were seeing? What do you think it was? <laughs> the Jersey Devil. You think it was the Jersey Devil? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. They, uh, I know, and I read too that there was um, a fire department that got in on it and saw some something that they thought was the Jersey Devil and started spraying whatever <laughs> it was with the firing hose. It was probably just some fucking dude wandering around. It's probably a crackhead got a hold of the wrong stuff. <laughs> It probably was like some drunk guy or something. <laughs> they just started shooting his ass with the fire hose. Because <laughs> they said it started screaming and ran away. It's <laughs> a pretty common reaction. I think if you're getting sprayed with a freaking powerful fire hose. But, uh, I mean, the panic went so far that... Um, that people it, it went up into Delaware and Maryland with people there reporting sightings of the creature. Mm. Well, one quote I could find was from January nineteenth when a Mister and Mrs. Evans were woken up at night by the creature staying outside of their house. Do you want to read this quote too? The, you, it was about three and a half. Yeah, feet you off. don't have to do it in a voice. I'll, I'll, oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the night off. Twas about three and a half feet high. No, no. <laughs> It was about three and a half feet high with a head like a collie dog and a face like a horse. It had a long neck, wings that were about two foot long, two feet long, and its back legs were like those of a crane with horse hooves. It walked on its back legs and held up two short front legs with paws on them. It didn't use the front legs at all while we were watching. My wife and I were scared to tell you, but I managed to open the window and say, shoo, then it turned around, barked at me, and flew away. (laughs) So a head like a collie and a face like a horse. So it's taller than Mr. Muggs then at three and a half feet high. Yeah. Mr. Muggs still kicked the shit out of him. Stop it. <laughs> it's not it's not that He's seen big, some though. shit, man. No, it's not that big at all. Three not and a half feet high. Not for the story the not for the legend where it killed that whole family and right. fucking slaughtered like fifteen well, people. Dad watched yeah. and twelve kids were murdered. That's what they said they saw. Hmm. So the, this whole this panic resulted in schools being closed for that week and guys staying home from work because they didn't want they were afraid to leave their families alone in fear of the Jersey Devil coming and there were big groups of hunters went out looking for the Jersey Devil. Oh, I bet. <laughs> this I was saying like just like Mothman and stuff where these people are like, let's go fucking kill it. Like, yeah, yeah. Everybody's loading up. Big game hunting. Yeah. Eh, to put yourself a hundred years ago, I guess that's. Yeah. that's it's believable, right? I mean, you don't have any. Well, and also, there's no TV, reality TV, any of the. Well, yeah, any of the bullshit. Of this is entertainment too. Yeah. People standing outside watching the hunters go up into the woods. Like, oh, what are they going to come back with? Well, and that Norman like, that's Jeff- must see TV. Yeah, and that Norman <laughs> Jeffrey guys comes back with a fucking kangaroo. Probably a lot of these people didn't never saw a kangaroo before even, I would assume. Yeah, where would they? Only the professor had one. Yeah, for whatever fucking reason. But yeah, during the panic, the Philadelphia Zoo even offered a $10,000 reward for the creature. It's a lot of money back then. Yeah. 
Yeah, there was. I guess there was a bunch of hoaxes and shit. People bringing, <laughs> bringing, in stitching stuff, stuff together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but things calmed down after that week. But it, there's still sightings of the Jersey Devil going on to this day. They're sporadic. They're not like uh, not as common as like Bigfoot or anything. But people still people see it. Yeah, throughout the years, have claimed to see it. So I pulled a list of a bunch of sightings going back over the years. 13 times the Jersey Devil has been spotted in the Garden State. Since this one? No, going all the way back. Oh, okay. And some of these are interspersed, you know, throughout those, you know, after 1735. So one of the first reported Jersey Devil sightings was in 1812. So that goes way back. Joseph Bonaparte, Napoleon's older brother, claimed he saw the Jersey Devil while hunting near his Bordentown estate. Sightings occurred, and the legend grew. Fueled by animal attacks, strange footprints, and reports filed by eyewitnesses who supposedly encountered the beast. That was That's 1812. That's interesting. Hmm. And then it goes into the devil craze of 1909. It has uh, the the story is kind of interesting because it has all the it has pictures of all the, the the newspaper publishings from around that time. So here's one. It's the, it's called the Salem Cab Attack in 1927. So the Jersey Devil fad died out for a while until 1927 when a taxi driver in Salem City allegedly encountered the Jersey Devil while changing a tire. The man told the police that a winged creature was pounding on the roof of the cab. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it was pounding on the roof of the cab. Okay. Could it have been a bat, an owl, a bird? Pounding? Someone threw a that rock. was what, 1927? 1927. Well, but a winged creature, though, Dave. He saw this thing. Could it have been a bird that, you know? <laughs> Could have been. So then we move into 1960. Several residents of May's Landing heard horrifying screams in the night. There was no explanation for the noises, and people began to panic. Police hung flyers assuring residents that the Jersey Devil was a hoax, but a circus owner countered the the appeal by offering a hundred thousand dollar reward for anyone who could capture the creature. No one received the reward. <laughs> it's fucking circus people, man. So, They're always trying to cash in on this. Horrifying shit. screams. The circus doesn't exist anymore, does it? I think most of them are getting shut down. I don't know. Do they? Well, Ringling Brothers? Brothers shut down. Did someone? Yeah. Did they? Yeah. Good, because that those. Poor elephants, and it's terrible. So, then we move into the next story. Mary Ritzer Christensen told Weird New Jersey that she got the, quote, (laughs) heebie-jeebies. One night in 1972, when she spotted the Jersey Devil on Green Tree Road, Christensen was driving from Blackwood to Glassboro when she says she saw a towering figure crossing the road about 25 feet behind her car. She described the figure as standing taller than the average man with thick haunches like a goat and a huge woolly head. Well, that doesn't sound that, like a that three and a half describes nothing. Jer- Jersey mm-hmm. Devil. Yeah, that's nothing like the Jersey Devil. So, mm. I don't even believe we should discuss that. So what was that story again? <laughs> she was listening to Staying Alive by the Bee Gees, and she heard <laughs> or saw this monster behind her. She got the heebie-jeebies. Oh. And she had night fever. <laughs> night fever, night fever. She may have just dr- have drilled a hole worry. in her head before she drove There home. you go. She should have been. Japaning, maybe that would make her feel better. <laughs> All right, moving on. In 1980, so we're how many years? Eight years later, Wharton State Forest Chief Ranger Alan McFarlane saw something that both grossed him out. 
and stumped his wild animal knowledge. A brutal scene on a South Jersey farm where a pack of pigs had been killed. He reported that the backs of their heads were eaten and their bodies were scratched and torn. However, there were no tracks surrounding the bodies and no blood on the ground. His wild animal. I like that quote. His wild animal knowledge. The backs of the pigs' heads were eaten? Yeah. It's a little wild. Is that the only knowledge of the New Jersey, the New Jersey, the Jersey devil eating or attacking someone? That's more like a chupacabra. Yeah. Like, like oh, I'm sorry, not attacking because we the kids were mauled, but like a, eating yeah. the backs of the heads, like that seems kind of odd. Yeah, that sounds like a chupacabra, mm-hmm. like you said. Maybe that'll be another episode in the future, chupacabra. Oh yeah, for sure. So I don't know shit about that. All right, moving into 1988, an Asbury. Oh, I was finally alive, Dave. <laughs> Ian, too. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> An Asbury Park press reporter told the story of a Howell Township resident who claimed to have encountered the Jersey Devil seven years prior. <laughs> so they so, I, so went, I was not I alive. I retract my statement. I was not alive in 1981. <laughs> <laughs> so what, they just held on to the story for This is a ridiculous years. story. This eyewitness must have been up close and personal with the Jersey Devil because he described the beast right down to his large teeth, so... That is a ridiculous story that we (laughs) should probably have bypassed. (laughs) All right. In the late 80s, a group of friends went camping and riding dirt bikes in the Pine Barrens. While riding down a trail about 100 yards from camp, the bikes all stalled. One said it could have had to do with the terrain or the nearby power plant. Not sure what that means. However, as suddenly as the bikes quit running, the men heard a piercing, inhuman scream coming from the woods. When they returned to camp, those who stayed behind said they also heard the screams. That evening, one of the men went into a local bar and told the bartender about the screams in the woods. The man informed the visitor he had most likely had an encounter with the Jersey Devil. Again, nonsense. In 1993, forest ranger John Irwin was driving along the Mullica River when he saw a strange creature blocking the road ahead of him. He said it was about six feet tall with horns and matted black fur. The two stared at each other for several minutes before the creature turned and ran into the forest. Mm. Didn't fly, ran. Ran, and was twice as tall as the reported three and a half feet. uh, So the Mm. Jersey Devil grew a little bit. I think some of these people were buying some of Betty Hill's drugs. (laughs) For being honest about things. Okay, this is the the Smithville surprise. One evening, while taking out the trash, Fran Coppolo, owner of the Smithville Inn and Village in Galloway Township, saw a strange shadow projected onto the wall before her. She said she looked up and saw the shadow of a beast with wings. While the image had to be frightening, Coppolo said she felt calm, as if the Jersey Devil was watching over her. So now it's like an angel. (laughs) (laughs) Just a shadow. These stories are ridiculous <laughs> about the Jersey Devil. You think? Okay, so this is one of the most recent ones, and this was in 2015. <sighs> in Galloway Township in October 2015, Little, he- Little Egg Harbor resident David Black said he was driving along Route 9 near a golf course when he saw what he thought was a llama walking in and out of the tree line <laughs> on the side of the road. <laughs> Suddenly, the creature spread its wings and flew away. He captured the beast's image with his cell phone, and the photo went viral. Now, this one is a very interesting photo I sent you guys earlier today. We'll have to post it. I don't know what the fuck it is. It looks like fucking someone holding like a pinata up in the sky. That's what it, it looks is like. Ridiculous looking. It looks like it was taken with like a flip phone. Yeah. yeah it's terrible. We'll post it so, out there. Uh, yeah. 
And then a few days after that, Emily Martin shot a video of what appears to be the same creature after she spotted it at an old port Republic Road near Leeds Point. Both Black and Martin swear neither the image nor the video were edited or set up. So if you Google Jersey Devil sighting or elaborate Halloween prank, you can see this girl's video. <laughs> it is also absolutely fucking ridiculous. <laughs> we will also post that. So I am putting a thumbs down on the Jersey Devil. This is nonsense. It's a cool story. It's a really cool story. I think it would make a great movie with our with our friend that directed Hereditary. But well, maybe so. As far as truthfulness, no. I uh, do not believe this tale. No. And I so we're we're assuming that the New Jersey Devil hockey team is probably based off of this. right? It is. Yeah. It yeah, is I'm based sure. off this for sure. We yeah, know. Yeah. In the 1930s, New Jersey cl- named the Jersey Devil as their official state demon. <laughs> I think it was like 1932. <laughs> do we What's have Ohio an official state, state demon? demon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer? we do. Art Modell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're very proud of the Jersey Devil. That's their they're, thing in Jersey. They're Stanley Cup champion hockey team, so I would be proud mm-hmm. of the Jersey Devils too. Yeah, it's cool. I I got real interested in it as I was reading stuff, and then when it had the the Cleveland connection in there with the baby that juggled hot coals, <laughs> two one two one six represent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Benjamin Franklin stuff just fucking cracked me up. That's phenomenal. I enjoyed the uh, cameo by Ben Franklin. Yeah. I never thought we'd ever talk about Ben Franklin on the show. Neither did I. And we had a whole little discussion about him. Yeah, just roast and tighten leads yeah, for like a good 10 years. <laughs> ben Franklin would have been really good at Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> really good at Twitter. Master. He'd have been one of those people that like didn't tweet a lot. And then when he did, he would retweet you with like some comment that yeah. just destroyed your soul. Yeah. Hey, so. just discovered electricity. Is Leeds Ghost still tweeting today? <laughs> <laughs> Boom, roasted. Uh, all right. Anything else on uh, the Jersey Devil, Ian? No, that's all I got for the Jersey Devil. Dave, you got anything else on this uh, topic? I don't. It's no. A, it's a cool story. Yeah. It was a fun, fun. Uh, Something different after Jonestown. Yeah. Take the edge off of 918 people dying. Absolutely. Yeah, have a little fun for yeah. a while. We'll Only get... 12 dead kids, a midwife, and a mom. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> well, alleged 12 dead Dad kids. Dad escaped. Yeah. Dad escaped. Happy ending. In all fairness, she did curse the baby, so yeah. she I'm, caused it. I'm sure after all this fun, next we'll get back to something that's horrific and that's going to traumatize people and make them not want to listen to us while they eat their lunch. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Make them stay up a little bit longer at night thinking about what horror lives out there. Ian, you got any uh, plugs, any uh, shout outs, anything like that you want to throw out there? Uh, Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to Sleuther Steph for an awesome review on iTunes. Um, And then just a big thanks to everybody that stuck around for the whole three parts of Jonestown and the positive feedback we got on that online. We got a lot of good feedback. People really seem to dig it. The the in-depth research on it, which you obviously, Ian, did a fantastic job with and the Jonestown Institute um, was awesome for. So, So. um, yeah, we got a lot of good feedback on that. Yeah, it made me happy. That, that people stuck around for that because that was a long haul. That was like four and a half hours altogether of information. A lot of content. So, yeah. People stuck <laughs> with us. Yeah. With our, with our dumb asses going through all that. Yeah. Dave, you got anything else? Anything you want to plug? Uh, no, Mr. Other than Mr. Muggs called me the other day. He just wanted to pass along his thanks to everyone for listening. Yeah. He, he really got, enjoyed his time in the people studio enjoyed, last week. Yeah, people really enjoyed him coming in. We may have to bring him back again yeah, sometime. Absolutely. Maybe we'll do like a whole like uh, Barbara Walters, Dave. You can have like a whole sit down interview with him or I'll interview <laughs> Interview him and you can help translate it. Maybe you don't Annalise mind. should interview Mr. Muggs. Maybe that we could do that. Well, that wouldn't that be something? Two heroes of Necronomapod coming together. Mm-hmm. It's like the Mount Rushmore of Necronomapod. <laughs> 
it's like Mr. Muggs, Annalise, and Dave and Ian. No one, of course, no one wants my photo, so I'm not up there. But it's like you two, Mr. Muggs, and Annalise. That's the Mount Rushmore of Necronomapod, I I feel like, so far. And Olivia Wilde, maybe. All right, maybe. Well, maybe. We'll see. She gets that Academy Award, maybe, in in, uh, spite of our curse. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, we are at Necronomapod. We said it last week, and we really appreciate it. If you guys can leave us a rating and review on iTunes, that goes a long way to helping us uh, get noticed and um, get get the word spread about our show. So if you can rate and review us on uh, iTunes, we would really appreciate it. You ready for a cold-down beer? (laughs) Cheers. Let's go.